Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? But notice it says it's partly of clay and partly of iron, that last kingdom. And it's related to these legs of iron. And they understand this, Rome was divided in two parts, just like legs. This is why, again, when you study out and you go through the book of Daniel, you'll see how extremely accurate it is. But it describes the, this kingdom of Rome as having two legs. And we know then those feet would be the revived Roman Empire connected to those two legs. But when you look at history, Rome itself had two legs. It had an eastern capital in Turkey, in Constantinople. It had a western capital in Rome. Go study it out. The two legs of the Roman Empire. Powerful. But here's the thing about that. The Roman Empire never was, it was never defeated. It's still here with us, it just diminished. But, again, those two feet having ten toes, and we know they're ten toes because they're related, and I'm about to read you a passage in Daniel 7 and Revelation, that tell us those, those are ten horns. It's going to be sound confusing at first, but it'll all come around. Those are ten horns. Those ten toes are ten horns, and we're going to find out those ten horns are ten kings that will give the Antichrist his power. But in Daniel 7, when you study this out, Daniel also had a dream about these same empires. So stay with me. Daniel had this dream about these same empires, but he saw them as beasts, four beasts, a lion, a bear, a leopard, and a fourth beast described as dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong with iron teeth. And Daniel, Daniel even mentions the dreadful beast having these feet that trampling the residue. They were brutal and they were cruel. And so because of this beast, it also had ten horns, and those ten horns relate to the ten toes. Daniel 7, verse 7 through 8, to give you the context. This is what he said. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little horn, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. So Daniel sees this dream, and he says this last beast was the most terrible, and it has ten horns. And I'm going to show you what those are in a second. But it says, among those ten horns came another little horn, and that is the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to derive his power from these ten horns, these ten kings. And when you look at this, you'll see, again, how accurate it is. And also, right here, it says the Antichrist, this Antichrist, this one little horn, is going to rip up from the roots. He's going to destroy three of those other horns. And that's going to be important in our context because there's something going on where they're not completely unified. And the Antichrist is going to destroy three of the ten kings. But in Revelation 17 is where we get the understanding these are... 
ten kings. Revelation 17, verse 12 and 13 says this. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as of yet, but they will, or they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. Verse 13, they are of one mind and they will give their power and authority to the beast. So understand what this is saying. These ten toes, these ten horns, these ten kings, it's all related. In the last days during the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to come to power on their backs. They are going to raise him to power. Now we don't know if those ten kings are going to be over ten global regions. Ironically, they're forming that. I mean, I'm just saying, coincidence. <laughs> but we don't know exactly how it's going to look. But we know they're going to raise up the Antichrist. Give him their power. They're going, to, they're going to willingly give it over to the Antichrist. And he, like I said, is going to rip up three of them. But we also know this, and this is where we have our hope. We know that this last kingdom, this is the one that Jesus, the stone that was cut without hands, destroys them. It hits them. And I always joke and I say, this is, Jesus is going to defeat them. You know, he's going to defeat them because it hits the feet. But in Revelation 17, 14, the very next verse, we get this context. These, speaking of the ten kings, will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Remember I told you you're in the Bible? There you are. Those that are with him. Here's the thing. I love this about the rapture. The rapture is when Jesus Christ comes for his church. We meet him in the air. But his second coming is when he returns with his church to defeat the enemy. And we are with him. And you are called faithful and you are called chosen. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and if you don't know the Lord today, today is a great day to give your heart over to your king. Because all of us will one day stand in front of the Lord and it will either be as a judge or as a savior. You choose this day. But we also read here in verse 41 that uh, there's going to be a mixing here, but this mixing is going to be tenuous. Whereas you saw the feet and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. So the strength of iron will be in it. So the last kingdom will have the same kind of strength and brutality as the, the first iron kingdom, that is Rome. This last kingdom will be brutal. But did you notice? It will be mixed with ceramic clay. Now that's just talking about clay in itself. Dirt. You know, we're made from dirt. You know, it's always funny. If somebody ever calls you a dirt bag, just agree with them. That's what we're made of dirt, you know. But this is the thing. So there may be some reference here to humans and iron. I don't know, but we're going to look at some fascinating things here. But we know it's going to be fragile. We know it's going to be. And since it's in Italy, Rome, Italy, right? It reminds me of one of my favorite movies. Remember Christmas Story? When he wins the lamp and it's got fragile on the outside. And he says, fragile. It must be Italian. <laughs> well, this kingdom's going to be fragile. Okay? It's going to be fragile. Verse 42. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. Okay? Right there. says it. You might, maybe the English is pronounced different, I don't know. But as we've already read, though, from Daniel 7, we know this partnership will be fragile because the Antichrist is going to rip up three of those kings. He's going to destroy three of them. And the word that's used for, for tearing up or ripping up means total annihilation. So we know it's going to be fragile at best. But I think it's more than that. And here's where we're going to get into a very controversial, not normal passage of Scripture. This, this mixing, this whatever's going on in this last kingdom is not natural. 
There's a partnership going on here that's fragile for some reason, but it could be related to just the natural, but it looks like it's related to supernatural things as well. Last week, again, I told you this was a mysterious verse that we're about to dive into, and many pastors skip over it. Many of the commentaries won't even mention it. So let's dive in. Daniel 2.43. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. But they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. I like the King James Version. It says this. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay... They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Go ahead. Look at that verse. <laughs> look at it in the Hebrew. I've studied it out in the Hebrew. It says exactly what it says. Whoever they are, they are going to mingle themselves with the seed of men. This is, again, it's a challenging verse, but notice three things. One, it's the iron mixed with clay. So that's the description. Second, when it says they will mingle themselves, it says they, whoever they are, will mingle themselves with the seed of men. And lastly, that mixing, it's going to have problems because it states, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. Now, I just want you to ponder and read this again and think about this. What is being said? This isn't business as usual. This gives a lot of pastors, especially cessationists and those who don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit and don't tend to believe in anything spiritual or supernatural, <laughs> this gives them heartburn. And again, uh, reading the commentaries, you go through and it's like, okay, what does this pastor have to Oh, he didn't talk about it either. And this one didn't either. And most of them ignore this. But we cannot ignore this passage. This means something, folks. In the Hebrew, it's saying exactly what it's saying. They are going to mingle themselves with the seed of men. That word... For um, mingle means, is arap. It means to mix, to braid, or to intermix, to occupy as an exchange. And the word for seed there, for seed of men, is exactly what you think it is. Think DNA. Think genetics. Think offspring. Think creating offspring. It's exactly that. So this means they, whoever they are, will co-mingle with the seed of men somehow. Some kind of genetic union. What is this talking about? I have no idea. Let's move on. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it means these are two different things. Because they're not of the seed of men. To mingle with the seed of men, they have to be different. Do you understand that? This is a really weird passage. I get that. But look at this. I want, I want us to understand something else. This is what's fascinating. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, we see a verse that talks about God tells Daniel to shut up the words of the prophecy of the book. It means to keep them secret until the time of the end. Because in, people are going to go to and fro, and knowledge will increase, right? It says this, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, there's a couple of schools of thought. One is that, okay, knowledge is going to increase. People are going to go to and fro. Technology will increase in, in the time of the end. Then we'll then these things will be unsealed. And I believe that's partially true. But also what's being said here in the language is this. As the days get closer, as we get closer to Jesus Christ returning, knowledge shall increase of prophetic things. And I have to tell you, many of us in the prophetic circles, many of us pastors, those who study the word, probably some of you, our eyes are opening to certain things. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.